Hello and welcome to Up the Arts with me, a very nasally Thomas McGill. I have to apologise, I'm absolutely dying with the cold today, so I'll try to keep what I say to a minimum. But hopefully that shouldn't be too difficult, as I have two guests with me to talk about a play with a very personal connection for one of them. Now, some of you may have already seen No Sweat at the Pleasance Theatre in North London over the last few weeks. It's a play which looks at the growing issue of homelessness among young LGBTQ plus people in the UK. I, for one, didn't know that it was such a big issue and something that is not being addressed at a government level. So let's talk to its director and one of the stars of the show. Vicky, first of all, just start by, and both, both of you actually, just start by introducing yourselves and your role then in the, uh, with the play. Okay, um, I'm Vicky and I am the writer-director of the play. Uh, my name is James Heyman and I play Elf. Fantastic, that's that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, I just wanted to reflect, we're coming nearly to the end of the run in London, but it is oh. going to, to be going elsewhere. We'll talk about that later on. But one of the reviewers described there as being an LGBTQ plus homeless crisis. And I just wonder, is is that fair? Is that right? Yeah, I think I think it's fair to say it is, it is pretty spot on. I think yeah. a lot of the LGBT issues that happen in homelessness aren't necessarily elevated in the news or um, visible Mm. to your average person, you know, because they're not on the streets, they're part of the hidden homeless. So, yeah, I think it is a massive problem. It's one in four is the statistic. One in four people who are under the age of 25 and are homeless are LGBTQ. So that's, I think, 24% of the UK's... It's It's completely disproportionate, isn't it, for the amount of people... uh, Yeah, it's just completely disproportionate. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... Anyone got any intelligent reason why that is? I think most of it is down to parents not accepting their children as LGBT mm-hmm. and have them having to leave home, whether that's being kicked out or whether that's choosing to leave home because they don't feel safe in, you know, with their parents mm. and with the families. So absolutely, yeah, and that's mirrored particularly in my character within the play, where Alf um, is uh, a native Welshman uh, and he gets kicked out of his home at sixteen because his family are religious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I say in the introduction that um, there's a very personal connection yes. to this play for you, James. Yes. And you have your gay man, but you've also experienced homelessness as well. Tell yes. me about that. Uh, I mean, yes, I have. I have yeah, absolutely. Um, I was initially in a house fire which displaced me um, in Kentish Town. That mm-hmm. that kind of journey went on for four years before I officially had to declare myself homeless to the council. Um, and then I went into emergency accommodation and then ended up in temporary accommodation where I was resided in a hostel for three and a half years. How did that feel? What was it like um, to, to find yourself in, in London, was that? It was in London, yeah. Um, uh, a shock. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't suppose I ever envisaged that that was possible for me, you know. Um, but then three kind of major life events happened, which led me to a, a breaking point, I suppose, where I had to seek help from the authorities and I never I never thought that would happen to me yeah absolutely and like and as, particularly as a gay man living in those environments they were particularly challenging you know they're they are environments which there are lots of people presenting lots of social issues and that comes with problems 
Yeah, well, probably. I know you've spoke, Vicky, to a lot of other mm. ex-homeless person people in the the making of this as well. But I just wonder, both of you will have an opinion on whether or not it's different being homeless to being LGBT and homeless. Yeah, I think firstly, there's um, a lot of shame that comes with being LGBT homeless. You know, there's a lot of abuse that you'll get due to, you know, it could be what you look like, your sexuality in general, or just other options. Also, yourself coming to terms with your sexuality mm. and having to come to London mm. is also quite a big thing, I think. Definitely. I mean, particularly in the hostel as well, I felt like mm. the environment... I mean, you know, the difficult places for anybody to live, but I mm. definitely, definitely felt very vulnerable in those environments and particularly was maybe increasingly more vulnerable because of my sexuality. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, I was definitely... Um, I, I think the only out person in mm. that uh, hostel. And I think it's I a think higher so. risk mm. as well for LGBT people because you're more at risk of physical health problems due yeah. to sex working. Survival sex working is really common mm. in, in our community. And so yeah. um, you're more at risk of conducting, you know, sexual diseases or trauma yeah. and all those kind of things that play into it. And I think because you don't necessarily look you know, homeless traditionally, you're yes. less likely then to get the help that you need. And so like kind of like Precisely. your situation, James, mm -hmm. like you're more likely to then spiral and spiral and spiral. Yes. Mental health plays into it massively for everyone that I've spoken to, you yeah. know, most people who are homeless suffer with mental health. And those figures you commented on or you mentioned earlier on, they're for the whole of the UK. So yeah. there's a perception that, you know, there's a, a huge LGBT community in, in London in particularly, and therefore the problem may be more acute here, but I'm thinking perhaps it's out of London where families are not as accepting that the problem exists across the board. Would that be fair to say? I think so. Yeah, I think it'd just be exacerbated across the country. Yeah, absolutely. I think, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, particularly when I think of Wales and I think of kind of the, the support there. I mean, it's, there's there's very little in comparison to London, particularly for mm -hmm. LGBTQ plus mm -hmm. um, charities and, and, and yeah, facilities for all people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's 77 beds in total yes. in London for LGBTQI plus housing. That's just 77 and obviously 77. one in four. So the statistics yeah. and then the bed situation is completely disproportionate. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I do think, I do think like, I think, if you're not from London and you're from more rural areas, mm -hmm. your parents may not be as, you know, in London, we think, well, we, we think everyone's really liberal and really like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. like, you can be gay, like, it's cool. But actually, I think, firstly, I think you'd be surprised yeah. it, when, it's, when it happens to your own children. But yes. secondly, um, I think, yeah, people from regional areas, they want to come to London because that's where the scene is. Exactly. So yeah. mm -hmm. it's exciting. And then... Mm. Yeah, it gravitated towards the city where yeah. I knew homosexuality was accepted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you talked as well about them being the hidden homeless. Mm. Um, and you you mentioned as well with your character. Yeah. So what, what made you or what drew you to open up this debate about LGBT homeless through a play? Mm. Well, I've already, I've always created theatre that kind of is socially engaged and has a political right. edge. So that's the kind of stuff I've been working with mm -hmm. for a while now. Um, and I was working at Cardboard Citizens, which is a theatre company that work with homeless and ex-homeless people, creating theatre and using, using it as a tool for change. Mm -hmm. And um, I spoke to a couple of members there, particularly members that were under 25. I worked a lot with the Act Now group, it's called. They're 17 to 25-year-olds. And... I just noticed that loads of them are LGBTQI or identify as it. And I kind of started researching more into that. Why is that? And um, a lot of people told me they were sleeping in saunas. Yeah. And I didn't know that because I'm not a man, so mm. I can't go into saunas. Yes. Yeah. And 
I didn't know there were spaces people use as accommodation, as shelter. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, grinder hookups, all the other things that play into it, sofa surfing, um, sleeping wherever you can find yeah, yeah, to keep so yourself well. warm, to keep yourself safe. Exactly. Survival. Survival, mm, yeah. And I started to realise that actually a lot of people were doing this mm -hmm. and it's really common. And yeah. so I thought, well, let's create a play in a sauna, right where it's happening and give everyone a chance, whether you're a gay man or not, to come and see what's happening behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. So there's three characters, James. Tell us a little bit yes. about yours. Uh, so mine's uh, Alf. Uh, he gets thrown out of uh, his home in Wales when he's 16 uh, and then comes to London to kind of find some solace and some sense of community. And you meet these other characters in the sauna. The, the whole play is set in mm. a Absolutely. sauna. Absolutely, yeah. It's set in uh, the wonderful sauna called Flex. Uh, <laughs> Where did um, you go with that name? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was brainstorming a lot of different names, trust me. And I thought Flex, perfect. It's a winner. I like it, yeah. yeah. I like it. Uh, and then we also, I meet um, in the sauna, I meet Tristan, mm -hmm. um, who's kind of quite a middle-class lad. From And then, yeah, he comes to the sauna and yeah. we kind of see his deterioration and Alf and his relationship develop yeah, um, within the sauna. I think it's that Tristan, w the, Tristan comes to the sauna, it's his first day in the sauna, so the audience sort of follow the story with Tristan essentially because he's the newbie, so he can yeah. teach us what the deal is. Yes. And he meets kind of Alf, who's been living in this like this for six years, like yes. he said. You know, this is just normal mm. for Alf now, and I think he's got so used to it and he's so stuck in the system, and that's why he results to things like drugs and um, sex work and all these things. And then Tristan starts to kind of get into it as well. And we, we see we see how how it's so easy to get caught up in these type of things. And then there's also the character of Charlie, Charlie. Uh, whose real name is Hamza. He's an asylum seeker from Pakistan and he's come over here to gain citizenship, but the Home Office don't believe him that he is gay. How do you prove your sexuality yes. is another question that I mean, how do you? I've got, I've got no idea. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's fully explored within the play. Or, you know, yeah. should I kiss the Home Office person? <laughs> I don't know. Pull down your trousers, like, what should you do? Um, and it's an impossible sort of situation. And I think in the play, it really explores these people in authority and kind yes. of the barriers that mm -hmm. we're up against yeah. in our society. And are the characters based on people that you actually spoke to in your research? Is there people like the... the, the a character from Pakistan mm. living in London at the minute in that character's shoes. Yeah, so Charlie is directly based off a man I met, I won't say his name for no, confidential reasons, who uh, is from Pakistan and he came over and he fought to gain citizenship here for 10 years. Now, this year he did gain citizenship, but that is after a 10 year yeah. struggle and that is after, you know, he had PTSD from back, stuff back home with the Taliban and his father because they knew he was gay and. Mm all the horrible stuff that comes with that in those yeah. countries. And, you know, all these meetings, having to talk and talk and talk over and over again about what's happening to you, um, stuff that you've never talked about before. And so, yeah, that's completely based, that's completely based off based off his story, mm. really. So it was really important for me to make sure that I did it justice. And um, Tristan's based off the actor Denim, that's based off his kind of story when he his parents uh, rejected him because of his sexuality and he came to London. And then there's lots of moments in our character that James can't change. Yeah, is there many parallels from, you know, what have you brought to the character from your own experience then? Is yeah. That direct? 
Yeah, I mean, when I auditioned, uh, Alpha was already written. Um, so there was, obviously, the, the character was already developed and there was a narrative there. And then me and Vicky spoke once I came on board the project. Mm. Um, and Vicky took some of my um, experiences of being homelessness and then put them into Al Alf's narrative, which I think mm. completely enriched the text and brought a very, you know, a very, like you said, like a very um, a real something to the mm. stage. Yeah. And what phenomenal access you got as well to people like the, the chap from Pakistan who was able to open up. I mean, that doesn't come easy mm. for, for him to speak to him, to speak to you, rather. Yeah, I think I think I was really surprised by the generosity of yeah. people. You know, yeah. I met up with so many different people chatting about their experiences and, you know, they don't know who I am, who, yeah. who is this person creating a play, like, <laughs> yeah. where's my, like, voice going to go kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. But I think, I think you just have to make sure you approach everything with sensitivity, build that rapport and relationship first. Yeah. And then I think you just find that a lot of people in London, especially, they're lonely mm -hmm. and sometimes they want to talk mm. about it and having someone, a complete stranger, sometimes it's easier to talk to strangers. So people people seem to speak. Mm. And well, I'm, I'm conscious that, you know, people who want to listen to this podcast don't necessarily have to be LGBT. And for that reason, the issues we discuss are issues that cross divides as well. I mean, you don't have to be LGBT and homeless to to feel what these characters are feeling. Yeah, not at all. No, I think I think it's completely, you know, this is a play about gay men in a, in a sauna and their own journeys and such different journeys. Mm, yes. But this is a play that's also just about human beings. Absolutely. We're all vulnerable in some mm. way. And I think whether you are gay, whether you are trans, whether you are, you know, straight, cis, whatever it is, everyone is at risk of homelessness in some way, mm -hmm. um, particularly in London with like housing prices soaring for young people especially. Yeah. And I think it's just, yeah, shines a light on that kind of element that this could happen to you. This happened to a, a middle-class boy from Surrey. Yes. This could happen to you. Mm, yeah. Um, so it's definitely trans translatable to all walks of life, I think. Mm -hmm. And this one's set in a sauna. We're talking about three gay men, but yeah. I think the narrative at the moment, certainly within the media, is mm. that, you know, the discrimination and the abuse that's being felt within the community He's directed an awful lot at the trans community, and that's a fairly new thing as well, which um, which is just awful. You know, mm. it's just it's it's out there and it's so real. Absolutely, I think transphobia yeah. is a huge mm. thing in our society, huge huge thing. And you know, if you are trans, you are more likely to be priority when seeking housing support, and that is because of that very reason. And I think rightly so, you know, yeah. and that's what we definitely mm -hmm. approach the play altogether when creating, devising, whatever, um, to make sure that all the people in our play are cis. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. therefore we needed to make sure that we highlighted that the trans experience as well and, and how those, those people need housing support mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and should be prioritized yeah, yeah. and how, was it was acting or was it support from charities or how were you able to break that cycle because that's often the toughest thing getting out of it it was yeah i mean for me it was i'd been in the hostel for about a year and a half and for me i just felt like uh, i just didn't belong there i mean don't get me wrong i don't think i don't think anybody belongs there mm. but mm -hmm. they are a necessary thing right now given kind of the circumstances which people find themselves in in this country i then went on a bit of a journey so i actually applied to drama school while i was living in the homeless hostel and i actually got into drama center wow. which was my first choice so for the first year while i was training i didn't tell anybody i was homeless and living in a hostel i just wanted kind of my 
talent just to be judged on that, just mm. my talent alone and not anything else. Um, and in the second year um, of my training, I did I did have a conversation with a new head. I then told a couple of people. Um, and that was for me, that was kind of the start of it. Then I got social housing after two years, after mm. the first two years of my training. Um, and that, again, social housing was absolute game changer in terms of just being able to kind of put my life back together. And then luckily I got social housing and went into my final year of drama school. Mm. And now a year and a half out of drama school, you know, I'm a, I'm a working actor and that, that, you know, it's a game changer, an absolute yeah. game changer. That's credit to you. I think there must be great strength within you because I think people who were at rock bottom, that, you yeah. know, that drive to get out must be almost impossible for some people. Definitely, yeah. Mm. I think, I mean, luckily I had the capacity to do it. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't well <laughs> during yeah. that period mm. at all, but there was definitely a steel rod in me mm-hmm. uh, as an individual, which, which drove me forward, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm. And today with your parents and your family in Wales, and is that all better or, you know, is there a better understanding of it through perhaps your acting and your work? Is that, does that change? A yeah, bit? I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky in the sense that my family are very um, liberal and always, always supported me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my mother actually cornered me in the kitchen uh, when I was 16 to ask who was waiting outside for me in the car. It was my date. Um, who turned out to be my first boyfriend, but she was very um, warm and very supportive of kind of about my sexuality. Excellent. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a roaring success in London. It's been all yes. over social media. It's been, you yes. know, it's had four or five stars everywhere. Yeah. You must be really pleased, yeah. Vicky, with that. But are you, I know it's going to Colchester. How important is it that it travels because it's not just a London issue? You know, it's Wales and, and across the yeah, board. Yeah, of course. And I think, yeah, like you said, homelessness, it is a worldwide issue. And I yes. think being in London, it's so prominent here. And I think it's a good base to start. But Absolutely. now it's about reaching out to those. But, you know, Colchester is actually yeah. a really good place to start because I, I used to go to university in Colchester. Oh, right. And I know the homeless problem there is, you know, it's you see a lot of, lot of street homelessness anyway, uh, let alone what you don't, you don't see. So. Mm. So um, alongside kind of reaching out to these regional places, it'd be great to take it to Wales, wouldn't it? It would be great to take it to Wales. We should take it to Wales. (laughs) We should um, do this. Just put it out there. Yeah. (laughs) But like to also make sure that we're reaching those really hard to reach people as well. Because I think it's important for those people who've maybe experienced similar uh, things mm-hmm. that they saw in the play to be able to come and see and hear their yeah. stories being told and heard I think it's a really empowering exactly. thing and to know that people are listening yeah. mm-hmm. and hear them and yeah. see them yes um, yeah we don't know we're living in London with access to wonderful spaces like this precisely you know, that's not around the rest yeah. of the country no exactly and like- also people can't afford to come to the theatre sometimes so precisely. It'd be nice to go. I really would love to do some kind of hostel tour even or yeah. um, you know mm-hmm. take it into these spaces where people can't mm-hmm. and actually at the beginning did you not sort it out for some homeless current homeless people to come and see the play mm. what was the reaction from them people yeah so we set up a big crowdfunder pay it forward scheme where uh-huh. people could pay 15 pounds or however much just to contribute towards a ticket for someone who wouldn't necessarily be able to come and see the show otherwise um, and we got a really great response yeah. i think people were really generous and I think homelessness is kind of a hot topic right now. It's kind of how I phrase it because <laughs> everyone seems to be talking about homelessness, you know, crisis at Christmas, yeah. blah, 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 all these things. Mm. But actually, I think someone, one of our post-show talks said that he set up um, a march for street homelessness and 11 people turned up. Yes. Right. Um, it's quite right. shocking, really. Mm. I think a lot of people sort of claim to care about it, but actually, what about the things that you don't see and how and how can we care for those people too so people yeah people are really generous and we're so lucky to have had an audience that weren't just kind of gay men 
typically what you would see for a gay kind of show. And we did have a huge array of people, people that didn't even know about this issue at all mm. and were, really had their eyes opened. And that's what it's all about for me, reaching as many people as we possibly can. Well, Wheels next. Wheels uh, next. <laughs> give it a plug. It's, it's obviously, by the time this goes out, it'll be finished in London. When is it coming to Colchester then? Colchester, 4th of March, just for one night. And then we are filming it uh, tomorrow, actually. Yes, tomorrow. Um, no so we're going to send that out to lots of regional theatres as well and see where it goes. But yeah, we're really keen to take it further. Yeah. Obviously, it's had such a great response and we're hopefully spreading the word about a really important topic that mm. means a lot to all of us. Exactly. So. And where, on, where in Colchester? So it's on at the Lakeside Theatre. It's on the University of Essex campus. Oh, Lovely okay. theatre. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that, that's quite relevant as well to, to get young people involved in actually Absolutely. this debate about homelessness because, again, yeah. they're probably... Well, they are the ones affected. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, just yeah. yesterday I went up to Colchester and ran a workshop for the BA Drama Human Rights class oh, right. uh, based okay. on the show. Okay. And um, that was really great. Yeah, really engaging them in the kind of work that they could be creating as well. Yeah. And... And obviously they're all going to come watch the show and mm. yeah for a lot of, for a lot of people it's really close to home mm. it really is I mean for me I've not been homeless myself but I have well I say that but then I have sofa surfed when I was doing my so, masters yeah. at Central I, I lived on sofas for a year I didn't have accommodation you but really? then but yeah but I but and I think that's that's the other thing isn't it breaking down what it does mean to be homeless and not exactly. being and not being ashamed to admit that yeah this one time yeah. I had to sofa surf because yeah. I couldn't afford a conversation well, yeah. it's expensive yeah and if you don't admit it or talk about it then you don't become one of the statistics and then it's com- completely skewed doesn't yeah. it yeah. precisely well, guys, thank you. That was it. Thank you. It was fairly thank quick, so wasn't much. it? It was very enjoyable. <laughs> Are you enjoying doing the show here in London? Is this one of your first then in London? In London, yeah. I've actually lived in London for nearly twenty years oh, now. Right, yeah, okay. I know. I still got the accent. I know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been a great experience. I've really loved it. I love working with Vicky. Yeah, and I'm really really happy with how she's used kind of my experience and implemented into the text. Yeah. I think it's been she's done an incredible job. And I'm really grateful. Oh, well, I think I'm like so privileged and lucky to have people acting in the play who not only are fantastic actors but who have also have lived experience and can bring their own stories to it so, you know I always say this like I am the writer I you know squished it all together but without people like James and without everyone else it would never have happened so you know I can only thank you oh, to dream <laughs> <laughs> Vicky Moran and James Haymore there talking very openly and candidly about a really important issue that perhaps isn't being discussed in the media enough. Awareness is definitely needed. I think this is a type of play that really could travel across the UK to help raise that awareness. So good luck to the team whenever they open later this month in Colchester in Essex. And I hope that it progresses uh, further across the country, gets more traction in Wales would be fantastic, particularly for, for James there, but also for people living outside the big metropolitan areas in the UK. Well, that's it from Up the Arts and from me this week. I'll be back again with another subject and some more fabulous guests next week. Keep in touch. Follow us on social media, Up the Arts Show at Twitter and uh, send me an email if you think that there's something happening in your area that we should be talking about and that I should come and visit. Up the Arts Show at Outlook.com And remember... Go to your app and subscribe 
to the podcast. Tell your friends and tell your family to do the same. Until next time, have a good time and stay safe.